Work, 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 work. That is what we're talking about. And joining us is Heather Thompson, Executive Director of the Alberta School of Business, School of Retailing, University of Alberta. Now, are you working right now and are you working from your building or are you working from home? I am at home this week. Okay, nice. So the big talk as we head into 2024 is the balance now of we're far enough removed from the pandemic that things feel, quote unquote, more normal. So what companies are doing in terms of the work in the home, work in the building, or the hybrid model that everyone's talking about? Where do you think Canada is sitting as we head into a new year? I think the interesting thing that we're, we're seeing as as we're starting to kind of come out of the pandemic and we're starting to make some new habits, this world of hybrid, I think really is, is here to stay in some way, shape or form. I, I, I still think that different organizations and companies are, are figuring out what is working best for them. So it's a lot of trial and error. And I think overall we're seeing companies say a lot of them are mandating come back to work four days a week um, and I think you know specifically as an Edmonton example we're seeing the downtown core being quite quiet on the Mondays and Fridays whereas the Tuesday Wednesday Thursday is quite a bit busier um, and I, I think this this might be temporary this might be the new normal but I think the thing we have to remember is that we're still early enough relatively speaking to not quite understand what is optimal and it's going to look different for different companies but ultimately we're trying to figure out how are we motivating people and recruiting people um, and and work from home or the hybrid option is a huge tool in, in how people are wanting to spend their time. So this summer I was looking for a new job and most I would say Seven, if I'm taking a guess, 70 to 75%, the job listings did say either there is a hybrid work model or talk to us about how you see your work and whether we could implement a hybrid model that works for everyone. So it really is a demand that I think people are saying, I need this either for my work-life balance, my mental health, accommodate childcare maybe. It just it mm-hmm. feels like that's what people want now. And I think when we look at the the job sector, I think about a third of jobs are output based and can work from really anywhere. And we saw this during during the pandemic. And I think this is a very large tool that organizations are using to to recruit uh, and attract that talent. And the labor force right now that that pool is quite shallow. And so when we're looking at how how are we being competitive as, as organizations, allowing for that flexibility is so important. And one of the things that we're seeing, especially with the younger demographics, is around this this world of, of autonomy. And uh, and I've heard of different organizations that are potentially even paying uh, less and giving the the work from home as as an example is something where, hey, we'll pay you less money, but you will have more autonomy around your schedule and where you're going to be working. And we're seeing that this is a huge value add for for a lot of people. I do think it's interesting and it's a generalization, but in a way, I admire younger workers' energy and just their position that they're not going to live to work, but they want to work to live versus I think some of us who are a little bit older we've always been like I will be there and many hours Mm -hmm. as you need I will come in on the weekends I will come in on my nights I I will work on my vacation and so the younger attitude of I need to have some life here Mm -hmm. and some points it's maddening and other points you think man it's kind of refreshing I wish I could be a bit more like that 
Yeah, that balance is interesting. Actually, it's funny. We, we did a study earlier uh, this spring, and we were working with uh, a lot of, uh, we're using the, the business students as kind of our sample size, and they were saying very, like, exactly what you're saying, um, and they, they definitely had a refreshing attitude, and when we were presenting this data, a lot of older generations were saying, well, where's their professional anxiety like we all have? Um, I think the important thing to remember, though, with, with the younger generation, and we're talking about working from home, remote working, um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of learning that happens in person just through osmosis, and we, as the older generation who's been working in the workforce, um, really understand that when we look back, you know, some of my best friends are people I worked with with terrible bosses, like that's such a bonding experience, and so what we want to make sure is that the younger uh, generations, the younger demographic who are just entering the workforce are still having that social collision opportunity and they're still learning and they have this, they have this ability to, to kind of absorb and have that mentorship um, and, and not just want to go to the remote world because they're so familiar with it because mm-hmm. a lot of them had high school and university online and they know that world. We want to make sure that we're providing them the opportunities so they, they enjoy being out in the world and also they're having those critical learning opportunities. Joining us today is Heather Thompson, Executive Director of the Alberta School of Business School of Retailing from the U of A. And I think what's interesting, Heather, just going on that as well is my son is 17. So around that age, they can do everything on their phones. They're so tech savvy. They can order their dinners. They can talk to their friends. And so when you force them sometimes to have those face-to-face conversations or Lord forbid you have to make a phone call, a real phone call Mm -hmm. up to your ear... That is a bit of a struggle, and so you don't want to take away those face-to-face human interactions in the building when we still do have to have those to survive and thrive as well. Exactly, and I think that, that that's the other thing. When we're looking at who is able to work from home, um, what you, the data suggests that it's the people who are more established and have, uh, have a skill set that they're able to execute uh, at home. Um, and when we're looking at the younger demographic, they're not skilled enough in many ways to be able to work completely remotely. Um, they, they just haven't had the experience. And, and I remember when I was younger, having to practice my phone calls and like when you call another house where kids don't have to do that anymore, they have to ask to speak to a friend on, the, on a landline. And so we're, it would, it, which isn't necessarily, um, uh, it, we don't need to do that anymore, but the, I think the overall point is how are we providing young people with those, with those intersections of, of learning that will never be able to be replicatable online. As good as technology is, and it's come a long way, of course we've seen this over the last four years, there's just something about being in the office, and I think that's where a lot of organizations, especially if they have field workers or teachers or people who actually have to go and be in person, a lot of those are saying, hey, we're here five days a week. We're doing this. We're back into it. Um, and I think we, we're even seeing a lot of companies that started off saying, okay, yeah, we're fully remote. Let's do this. We, we've proven we can do this. Are now starting to see that that actually is not the, the best case scenario either. So uh, the reason why I think that return to work conversation, that mandate needs to shift because if we're asking someone to leave their home, to drive and commute and spend money and go into the office and do the exact same thing, well, of course, no one's going to want to do that. So we need to make the, the call and the, the inspiration factor for bringing people back into the office. We need to, we need to make that a, a bigger call to action. And I think 
that is what we're hearing from people. And I, I, I just don't know if this conversation is over yet. I think this will be another year of learning um, to see, like, yeah, it's like two days a week is optimal or don't nope, five days a week back in the office is actually for like higher uh, higher uh, rates of happiness and more productivity and all those things. And I, I people are like, I want this conversation to be over. I want to find a new normal. And I just don't think we're there yet. No, it's interesting. And one of the things I read uh, quickly is uh, even redefining or changing space within an office building. So instead of making everyone sit solitary in cubicles, mm-hmm. you make it a more open, chatty, creative environment where people feel like they're part of something and they're not saying, well, why would I go sit at my desk here if I can sit at my desk at my house? Exactly. And that, again, it's that social collision that is so valuable. And it is interesting when you're looking at buildings that are being retro, like, and we're going through a massive overhaul right now uh, in, in many North American cities where the, um, the the office building, some of them are being converted to residential because we just don't need the sort of space that we once needed. And like you said, cubicles and offices take up a lot of space when you're in a little bit more of a, of a co-working, um, sharing, hot desking environment. It just, it physically takes up less space. You also don't need a ton of space for filing and storage because everything is digitized now. So there's lots of opportunity for amenities for these buildings. Like some of the newer retrofits um, in, in older buildings have golf simulators they have movie theaters they have they have all these different they have amazing gyms bike lockers they have all these different sort of amenities that are that are a little bit more of an enticement for for people to say okay come back down here see this is better than your house like we have better coffee than you have at home like all these little things that kind of add up to a worker experience is just something that a lot of office buildings a lot of office spaces just have to have now I think you're right. You feel like we're at the end of figuring out maybe the hybrid work model or work from home or work from the office. But when we start talking about this, it actually feels like, oh, you know what? We're at the very beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like we think, OK, it has It's been four years almost and it has been a very long four years. But in, in the real world of, of, of time, and we're looking at, you know, it, is, it extends into consumer behavior and how we're spending our money as well. Um, we don't know where this is at yet. And I think there's been such a, it was such a fast level of change and we were probably heading this way anyways. But because it was so fast, we have to take a minute to see what is the data showing us and what is working out for a lot of different organizations, whether it's a government run or a brand new startup. It's it just looks so different. There's just so many options now that we need to take a minute to kind of see this is what people are actually wanting and not just wanting because A, it's all they've known, or B, they had an unhappy work environment and they want a different, better work environment. Um, so I think that's kind of, those are the different things that, that we have to be able to, to look at and, and see, okay, this is, this is the right step for us moving forward. Well, we've got to end it there, but I appreciate your time so much. It's Heather Thompson, Executive Director, Alberta School of Business, School of Retailing, University of Alberta. Thank you.